say it. Welcome to the Hot Mess Bible Club. We're all so broken, aren't we? Brokenhearted, rejection, lied to, cheated on. We've hurt other people. Other people have hurt us. We hurt. And quite often that hurt leaves us with wounds and rejections that these wounds keep us from trusting God because other people have wounded us, because people we loved have hurt us. Because, you know, so many things in this world have hurt us and, and, and quite often that keeps us from trusting God, having faith in God. I was watching some people bungee jump the other day. I don't know. They were in Acapulco or somewhere. Anyway, they were uh, tie these rubber bands around their ankles and jumped off of a cliff and fell hundreds of feet. And this, these rubber bands, these bungee cords would grab them and, you know, and they would bounce up and down at the end, and then the people would reel them back up. You know, that takes a lot of faith, doesn't it? Isn't that crazy? I, I've always been a risk taker, but I, I, I don't see any point in jumping off of a bridge with a rubber band tied around my ankle. But it takes a lot of faith in the engineering of that system and the structural integrity of that rubber band that you're tying around your ankle to catch you when you fall. That takes a lot of faith. You know, we have faith that cars, people in cars coming in the other direction, 60 miles an hour coming at us, will stay in their lane. We have to have faith that those people will do what they're supposed to do. But so many times we have trouble believing God and believing God's word and what he has already told us, that he loves us, that we are made unique. One of the most beautiful things that I have ever read is in the book of Jeremiah. And it's God talking to Jeremiah. And God tells Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. That sounds simple, but think about it. Think about that. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. That means that before mother and father ever came together, before God started knitting together Jeremiah in the womb, he knew Jeremiah. Jeremiah already existed in heaven. He already existed with God. God had already, he was already a being. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Each one of us is made unique. Each one of us is made for purpose. And we need to have, we need to get to know God. I think that's the biggest problem with the church today. It's okay to have doubts, but you need to know who God is. And how do you do that? You read the Bible. You read you read his word. In <clears throat> excuse me. In John 1, 1 the beginning of John explains that Jesus is the word. He's the living word. And that tells me <clears throat> from his handling, you know, studying how he handled the Old Testament word, the Jewish word, which is our Old Testament, the Jewish Bible, judging by how he handled that word, he gave us 
the word. He gave us the Old Testament and the New Testament. He, the God's Holy Spirit, Jesus is God. He is one with the Father. He is one with the Holy Spirit. We need to get to know Jesus. We need to get to know God. And how do we do that? We eat his bread. We sit at the supper table with him. And we do that by meditating on his word. And I've closed my Bible, but I'm going to go to John 1.1 quickly. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Isn't that beautiful? Jesus is the light. Jesus is the word. And it says in other places in the New Testament that Jesus is the bread of life. Eat from me, he says. Drink of my living water. That's his word. The word has a spirit all its own. It has power all its own. And it can, it, you don't just read the Bible, it reads you. And in order to have faith in God, you have to get to know him. You have to fall in love with him. You have to understand him. You have to trust him and God called Abraham his friend that's he was called a friend of God how how awesome is that God and Abraham were friends isn't that what you want don't you want to go call God your friend don't you want to have that kind of relationship with God well Abraham had that kind of relationship with God because when God called him out of his home, out of his comfort zone, Abraham got up and went. When God said go, he got up and went. He he left everything he knew, everybody he knew, and went on a journey that God did not tell him where he was going to or what was going to happen. He just said, get up and go. Are you willing to do that? Or do you have to have control over every aspect of your life? Are you willing to obey God? Are you willing to trust God? Am I willing to trust God? You know, I'm I'm not in control of my life. Control is an illusion. And I don't think you're in control of your life. I mean, sure, we control little things like making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and driving to the soccer game. And I mean, even there are so many things around us that are out of our control, though. So many variables, so many cars coming in the other direction, so many people with their agendas, you know, and it's okay to have doubts and fears. It's okay. It's okay to fear tomorrow, but make sure that you come back to yourself. Make sure that you get centered on God. My mom had a wonderful little signage in her kitchen and a lot of you may consider this cheesy or you've seen it a lot probably, but it says, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. Isn't that a beautiful saying? You know, that doesn't mean that everything's going to be all right. Jesus promised us that in this world we would have trouble, we would have tribulation, that we would struggle, but in, the, in him we would find peace. Only in Jesus, only in God do we find peace and life. That's the only place we find it. You don't find it in this world. We find little pockets of happiness and we find 
joy in love uh, and serving each other. But it's only in Christ, it's only in God that we find true joy, true peace. I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but the postmodern church scares the patooey out of me. We are so far out of sync with God. We are so undiscipled. We are so, we don't know God. Um, we see so much controversy and so many people calling a sin something good and calling things that are good as bad. And if you don't trust the word of God, that's where you, what, what do you trust? The postmodern church looks like the world. Jesus said that if you are a friend of the world, you are an enemy to God. That's in James and in 1 John. If you are a friend to the world, to this world system, if you are a friend to the world, if you bend your God, your ice cream Jesus, your fake Jesus, if you bend him to fit your cultural agenda or political agenda, you are way out of line. You are way off base. In order to have faith, we've got to know the true living God. And he won't force you to come to him. He will not force you. You have to want it. You have to want him. You have to want to meditate on his word. We have to, we have to want to bask in the warmth of the Bible. Jesus Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's Jesus. He is the Word. Do you want more Jesus? Then get in the Word. Do you want more God? Do you want more of the Holy Spirit? Do you want to receive revelation? Do you get in the Word? Read your Bible. Get rid of some distractions. Get rid of some bad relationships. Get rid of the time-sucking TV. Throw the stupid thing out in the driveway. Do whatever. Quit being a drive-through Christian and trying to live on little one-verse devotionals every day. Meditate on the Word of God. Spend hours with God. Spend time with God. Be still and know that I am God, God says. Be still and know that I am God. Meditate on God. If we want to have faith, we've got to read our Bible. We've got to get rid of distractions. We've got to get rid of worldly things. We've got to change some things in our life. We've got to become devoted to God. If we want to have faith in God, we've got to get to know God. We've got to read his word. We've got to find out who he is what he likes, what he doesn't like. He is a jealous God. He does not take second place. God will not let you put him in your back pocket or in your purse and save him for an emergency. And I mean, he just, he just doesn't, he doesn't allow you to do that. You either have a relationship with God or you don't. What do you, what do you have faith in? What do I have faith in? What do you want from life? What do you want from God? 
You know, I was thinking about some faith exercises, and you strengthen your faith by exercising it, just like you would your muscles. Or if you want to get in better shape, you go work out at the gym, or you go work out, or you walk, or you ride a bicycle, or you do something to exercise your muscles. And faith is the same way. You need to exercise your faith. And I think one of the greatest ways that we can do that is to think of things around us in our world, in in our immediate world that surround us with the people that we see every day and deal with every day. How about exercise your faith in praying for someone that you know is in a bad place or in a bad way to come to salvation? Pray for them and keep praying for them. I don't care how evil they are, how bad they are, how much, how involved they are in sin or whatever is going on or how atheistic they sound or how mean they are. Pray for them to be saved. See what happens. Raise money for a, a, you don't have to tell anybody who it's for, but raise money for a, 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 a single mother that's struggling, a family that's struggling. Um, pray for a father that's struggling to find a job. Pray. Exercise your faith. Expect good from God. Expect big things from God. Pray for big things. Pray for things that you can't make happen on your own. God has to do it. Have faith. Our Father, holy and beautiful are you. Thank you for your, thank you for wanting us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for wanting to have a relationship with us. Help us see you for who you are, Father. Help us get to know you better. Um, when we get into your word, light us up. Give us revelation. Show us things that we've never seen before. When we pray, dear Father, answer our prayers in, in your will and in your way. Show us that, show us that, that you love us, that you care for us, that you want good for us and for this world. Thank you for loving us, Lord. Give us the strength and mercy and grace that we need to deal with the people that we deal with every day. Give us the grace and mercy and strength to be the Christians that you've called us to be. And anybody who's listening out there, Father, that needs you, that doesn't know you yet, dear Father, draw yourself to them. Draw them to you. Warm their hearts. Love them as you have loved me. Thank you, Lord. I ask that, that you give me the, that you give us the strength, the anointing to be a light into this world unto you, to draw the world, people of the world to you, Father, that many more will be saved. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.